This episode of Canadian Tech Podcast is sponsored by CodeShip, probably the best continuous integration and deployment platform you have ever used. Used by teams at Splash, Envision, and others with simple one-click deployment integrations, CodeShip offers software developers up to 100 builds per month with unlimited projects and unlimited team members for free. Check out CodeShip.com today to start. This episode of Canadian Tech Podcast is sponsored by Olio Digital Labs, Southwestern Ontario's premier mobile app design and development agency. Olio's clients enjoy their hybrid to native development approach that delivers high performance native apps faster and more feature complete on both Android and iOS. Learn more at oliodigitallabs.com and talk to them about your project now. That's O-L-I-O digitallabs.com. Thanks for listening to our first episode back after a long hiatus. Today on CTP, we have Bilal Qureshi, the head of mobile and apps at Google Canada. We had a great conversation about how the pandemic has affected Canadian businesses, what tools small businesses can use to get in touch with the customers and increase business, and what small business owners should keep an eye out for next. Bilal's answer on that last one surprised me. It might surprise you too. So, as I said in the intro, uh, thanks so much to Bilal Qureshi from uh, Google Canada for joining us today on Canadian Tech Podcast. Bilal, welcome. Thank you so much, Derek. Great to be here. Can you tell the folks listening uh, a little bit about your role at Google Canada, what you do there? Sure, yeah. So, I've been at Google for uh, coming up on a decade. Um, I think when I joined, I still had a uh, a BlackBerry Curve 8520. I remember that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's how I that's how I remember that time that time period. But um, it, it, it's a good segue into what I do now, which is uh, managing our mobile and apps business at Google Canada. So uh, focusing on helping our, our largest and, and medium sized customers um, in, in in navigating what could be a, a scary world with mobile and apps. Um, so doing that um, and, and, and obviously trying to help out uh, where I can uh, on other fronts. Cool. Terrific. So I, you've already, uh, I was going to ask you how long you've been at Google. You just said about 10 years. So, I mean, that's actually an incredibly long time to be at any company, uh, especially these days. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, my parents spent almost 40 years uh, each uh, or yeah. at their, you know, at the place where they, they got a job and they just worked there and then they retired uh, for the most yeah. part. Uh, you know, maybe your parents did the same thing, but like Absolutely. what kind of, you know, what kind of changes have you seen in the last, in the last 10 years at Google? Man, you know, when I, when I first joined, I feel like everyone was talking about this is the year of mobile. This is the year of mobile. <laughs> and that kept, <laughs> that kept repeating. Yeah. And I said, and I still in 2020 uh, hear that same thing. Uh, and so I think we're really quick on on, on picking up these catchphrases, but um, uh, but I think we've passed the year of mobile now. Like the year of mobile was <laughs> was 2014. We're in the year of AI and machine learning and all all sorts of really cool things. Uh, but there there's still this thing called called mobile that um, that advertisers are trying to unlock for their mm-hmm. for their clients and customers. And so we're here to try and to try and help them do that. It's it's not it's not always easy, right? We don't have a no. when you're when you're when you have a a mobile phone, an app, or a website. Um, you don't have a keyboard and mouse. You don't have a large thirty-inch screen sitting in front of you. You have your phone and your thumb, 
and our thumbs are really terrible at typing. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, I got really good at T9 texting uh, for a while there. And then when T9, yeah. T9 predictive came along, oh man, uh, I was just speeding through my, my Motorola Razor back in, uh, oh God, 2007, I think. Oh, I so maybe phone, maybe yeah. even earlier, 2004, 2005. So yeah. yeah, definitely been through that phase. Totally understand, uh, yeah. you know, the the year of mobile definitely has come and gone. We're, I guess we're still in it in the sense that uh, even here in Canada, the US, but especially outside, um, outside of the West, I will say, it's literally the the primary device or, or often the only device somebody has. So, you know, whether you're here or, or somewhere else, or if you're advertising globally as a Canadian business, yeah, getting mobile right, um, especially if you're reliant on on business overseas, is incredibly important. I would I would yeah. agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're I think you're sort of dead in the water if if you don't have a site that's fully optimized for your mobile customers. I think about the global shopping festival that Alibaba puts on every year called Singles mm-hmm. Day. Uh, the rough, you know, <laughs> nice opposite yeah. to Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's my day, and I get to buy really cool and expensive stuff on this day on November on November 11th every year. Um, and, and it's surprising because every year they talk about the role that mobile plays and, you know, I think last year, so there was roughly 30 or so billion dollars of revenue that flew through that Alibaba system in a single 24 hour period. Right. That's, that's what some of our, that's some, that's what some of our banks will do in an entire year. Alibaba manages to do a 24 hour period, which is absolutely mind blowing. And and ninety percent of those transactions happen on mobile, um, and so if you're not there, you're 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 nowhere. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it's a really good point. Cool. Um, just want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, so you've been at Google for a while, Google Canada for a little while. Uh, yeah. What about before that? Anything noteworthy, or maybe you were at a startup that uh, that got sold? You know, where'd you go to? I don't want to go all the way back, but like, where'd you go to university or college? Sure. Yeah. So, so I did my, uh, I did comp sci and, and math at, at the University of Toronto. So born and raised in, in Toronto, uh, grew up in Mississauga. Uh, and then uh, quickly after my, my first role, jumped into consulting. So did a few, a few mm-hmm. stints at CGI. Um, and then before, right before Google, I was at Deloitte. So it was a great okay. learning experience, especially, you know, uh, working for the big four, big five consulting firm. You get to learn a lot uh, yeah. from very senior people and so uh, it was a great segue into into google it was always a dream company to work for for me back in 2010 uh, and so just to have an opportunity to work for a company like this i, I never thought it's i'd be at a, at a company for 10 years um similar <laughs> to what to, to what you're saying but they yeah. make it really hard to leave they make <laughs> so i hear <laughs> yeah they, Espe- they, especially uh, if you're if you're at the mountain view campus but i imagine a lot of yeah. those same perks um yeah. where where possible are are available here as well that's cool yeah i i don't know i th- i think at this point running my own business is going to probably going to be the longest job i've ever had yeah job quote unquote yeah <laughs> um but uh, i think the longest i've spent anywhere oh, it's probably about two and a half years and there's yeah. a couple places that tie for roughly the same amount of time well first very first job at a manufacturing plant in the stock room and then yeah. my last job before jumping uh, into entrepreneurship as um, project manager, UX yep. designer, <laughs> biz dev, 
etc. Yeah. In a five five or six person company um, called Olio, who Amazing. will probably be featured as a sponsor today because we we owe them a couple a couple of episodes <laughs> um, after uh, after the hi- or before the hiatus happened. But yeah, uh, yeah Olio Digital uh, Labs is still going and um, smaller team, but they are mm-hmm. they're still doing great. Uh, so I'll Amazing. mention that, and um, yeah. and I was there for about two and a half years. So, yeah, ten years is exactly. a long time. But you've, like you said, you've seen a lot. Uh, Google certainly doesn't seem to be losing any staying power. So, uh, yeah. you know, if your job's still exciting, then then no reason to to jump ship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned earlier, you know, your role is really focused on business uh, helping businesses leverage digital tools. What are the, what are some of the examples you've seen over this past year, especially in light of the COVID nineteen pandemic, that have actually had an impact? Um, or sorry, in light of the the pandemic having such an impact on many businesses, uh, on their ability to open their doors. Uh, I know you. I got a little briefing beforehand. Wendy's Canada is in there, mm-hmm. so maybe yep. that's a good example. But any anything else you can draw on to to help illustrate you know, what you do and what you, what you guys, yeah, uh, yeah. what you guys do there so would be helpful. I think a great example is just simply keeping your customers informed. And, and I think the best way to do that currently um, is just having a great Google, my business account set up uh, with Google. Uh, we, you, you typically refer to it as GMB, but it's that square box. When you type in a walk-in clinic, when you type in Walmart or Starbucks, it'll it'll pop up with a, usually the closest location to you, mm-hmm. with store hours, etc. And a little thing like store hours nowadays can have such a huge impact. So little changes that we made to that that little knowledge graph piece or that piece that square box with with the business information on it will show you: is there a dine-in option? Is there a takeout option? Uh, is there curbside pickup? Those little changes mm-hmm. can make a huge impact on on whether or not I'm going to visit that business or not. And businesses have to really pivot and Google had to pivot to try and provide that, that transparency to customers. Cause we're so, I'm so used to just Googling an address now, clicking go start directions on Waze or Google maps. And, and I'm there. Uh, and then Google now will tell you, Hey, this, this, the, the hours might be impacted uh, during, during right. this time, this business, if we go into lockdown again, it's so important for you to just keep that up to date. And I think, um, I think businesses are now doing a good job in keeping that, keeping their customers informed. Yeah, I, I think it's certainly gotten better over the past few years. Uh, there was a long time there where if you as a normal person didn't bother filling it out, which I did do for my local pharmacy because I love the the owner yeah. and he's yeah. great. And I was like, I know Mike's not going to do this. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it for him. And yeah. so I literally pardon me, literally took a picture of the hours and I'm like, I'm going to yeah. go home and I'm going to update yeah. this for him. And I know, yeah. you know, it's user contribution contribution, but it's there. And yeah. thankfully it's still up to date at this point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I agree. That's huge. Uh, we were, you know, before we started recording here, I talked about the fact that I'm using an iPhone, which is not a Google mm-hmm. product and yeah. I'm on a MacBook, um, yeah. et cetera. But I have <laughs> four Google speaker devices yeah, yeah. Uh, smart speaker okay. devices because they're the google i have the original google home, home a google right. home mini and now i've got two yeah. google nest minis the the second yeah. gen and i've got yeah. another one here that spotify another non-google product sent me mm-hmm. for free not that anybody's going to see that but it's in my hand awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks good it looks and good. and one of the handy things is you know, you say, hey, G word. Sorry, I have one in, yeah. in with an earshot of me or microphone yeah. shot. Uh, hey, yeah. G word. 
uh, what time does Foodland close today? Yeah. And sometimes it'll, and not only will it say like, oh, it closes at 8 p.m. It'll say it's closing soon. And you'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, look at look at your yeah. watch or look at a clock. And yeah, yeah you got to, okay, I'm going to book it. So yeah. yeah, certainly if if you are a, I guess, a place-based business where you're hoping for foot mm -hmm. traffic, certainly that's that's definitely a way a way to do it. And going back to 2014 was the year of the mobile phone. I think 29, yeah. 2018, 2019, and, and probably even more so this year, um, kickstarted between or by Amazon and Google is certainly the year of voice or has been yeah. the year of voice for a little while yeah. where having a response that a smart speaker can say back to you, whether Google's knowledge graph has generated it or I'm going to get to this in a sec, or maybe Google duplex has called somebody and has gotten the yeah. information and has populated that, uh, or what have you. That's certainly uh, incredibly important. And I listen to some marketing podcasts and they all say the same thing. Like you got to yes. figure out a way to either, uh, you know, embed this schema.org thing on your website right. so that if you ask, you know, if you, if you or somebody asked a certain question to a voice or, or smart speaker asked a certain question, you know, Google literally knows exactly what to spit back out and yeah. it'll be the Google AI voice. And, uh, you know, it, you don't have to record anything. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but if you, if you craft your website in a certain way, or if you fill out the Google, my business listing, that information can literally come back to that person. And, and, you know, that we even have to pull out their phone, uh, yeah. as, as important yeah, as it's that huge. is. So, <clears throat> that's, cool. that's a good point. You, you, you raise even with, with that local pharmacy of yours. I remember, doing the same thing for like a local walk-in clinic <clears throat> and, and given COVID, uh, given the COVID situation that we're, we're in right now, um, I, met, I I took a picture and this is early on, like in March of that walk-in clinic. They, they mm -hmm. had a few really bad pictures <laughs> uploaded to the, their, their Google My <laughs> Business page. So yeah. like, no, this is not, this is not <laughs> great pictures. You know, there are people in them there. Um, and so I took a few pictures and then just like a few weeks ago, I got this ping from the, the local guide um, thing that oh, yeah. it sends you if you're like a local guy taking pictures around your city. Right. It says, Hey, your, your walk-in clinic picture reached a million views. And you're thinking oh, wow. like, like it's like a little walk-in clinic in Mississauga. It's already gotten a million views. Like that's the kind of scale and impact mm -hmm. those, those little things can have. And so don't underestimate how much power those little knowledge graphs and my business accounts have. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I've got a list of questions. I'll be, you know, really transparent with everybody. I'm gonna get back to them in a sec. But uh, my first experience doing that was, oh, who was I visiting? I was at I was at HP Canada. Um, yeah. In I, uh, not, I think I think it was Mississauga. It was just off the 401. Yeah. I was at yeah, HP yeah, Canada, yeah. and I had a little extra time. I was I was there to get a preview of the device they built after they bought palm okay yeah or yeah. after they bought palm os okay. i don't remember what it was called now i loved it yeah. though and unfortunately yeah. it bombed on yeah. launch <laughs> but i had a little extra time and there was a harley dealer uh harley dealership like yeah. you know 50 feet away from me so i was like oh i'm yeah, gonna yeah. go spend some time at the harley davidson dealership yeah. and i took some pictures and i had an android phone and google maps and all that at the time so i was like you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna upload these photos why not yeah. you know i'll become a google yeah. guide and the i i'm i haven't hit a big milestone recently but yeah. um within days your photo has been seen uh, a thousand times 
this yeah. photo has been seen 5,000 times, 10,000 times. And it was within days for that first milestone and then maybe weeks or months for that next big milestone. Sure. And everyone said, I literally just a couple of weeks ago, I, I got another one about, oh, like this picture's gotten this many views and that picture's got many, this many yeah. views. So whether you do it yourself yeah. or you've got a family member or a friend or just a really great customer, if you're, you know, you're a business owner who can do this for you and take some decent photos and upload yeah. them, yeah. Um, it's certainly worth spending literally like 10 minutes, uh, sure. doing so Yeah. anyway, <laughs> so, uh, I guess, you know, more to that point, uh, a lot of really small businesses, um, they're owned by spouses or, you know, two business partners. Um, yeah. they maybe have less than five or five to 10 employees. Do you have any quick wins? I guess, besides, you know, updating their Google, my business, um, uh, listing in those photos. Do you have any other quick wins that small business owners can do or, you know, things that they can achieve by using the tools that are probably available to them, like, you know, yeah. in their hands right now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think so. The Google My Business thing, just not to harp on this again, but just just keeping your store hours in check, right? There are some holidays yeah. coming up, little things like that, um, making sure the address is correct. You know, if I'm driving 15 minutes to your location, Google Maps knows exactly where I am. It's on a mobile device. It'll, mm -hmm. it, it'll tell me that, hey, you know what? You're not going to reach that location in 15 minutes. It's going to take you 18 minutes. It'll give you that signal. That's a perfect time for you to call them up saying, hey, I might be a few minutes late. Do you mind staying open for a few minutes? I really need this one thing. Yeah. Little, it's little customer things like that can have a have just a huge impact on, on how your customer treats your business. So going back to that Google My Business thing and also making sure that they're probably the first time they visit your site. If you have a website, uh, and, and if you don't have a website, I encourage you to use a tool out there. You know, there's there's Shopify, there's other platforms like Wix that you can use to just just create a shell of a website. Create that website. Make sure it it it, it responds to you on a mobile device that it loads on a mobile device, and you'll see an uptick in the number of people visiting your business. It doesn't. You don't have to sell anything online. Just be present. Um, right is is enough it's like the that. new phone book absolutely yeah <laughs> like who, <laughs> i don't i don't look for the yellow pages anymore sorry yellow pages i don't yeah. you know the the local phone book comes and i'm like i almost have zero use for this yeah. um mo mostly because wherever i want to go it's probably close by and i know roughly when it closes because i'm in a small yeah. village um yeah. and if it's not I can probably find the information online. Not always. Yeah. Um, but even in the last, uh, I, I guess, you know, the, the pandemic actually caused two local restaurants to start offering online ordering. Yeah. Uh, they always took orders by phone. You can, you know, mm -hmm. pick up, uh, do the pickup, take it home, et cetera. But two of them started offering online as well. Yep. Specifically because that was now their only option to, yeah, to serve yeah. you food. Uh, was for you to come and get it yourself. So of course, the easier it is for you to place that order, yep. um, you know, the the more likely you are to exceed uh, or to succeed, uh, especially in these challenging times. I will say. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, going back to a topic we've already talked a little a little bit about. A lot of businesses have adapted their websites to work better. Maybe not great, but certainly better on mobile devices, uh, whether those are smartphones or tablets. 
Do you have any stats around, uh, you know, how many Canadian businesses still have yet to do that? I, I know there are some, some still out there. And I've, I remember reading, you know, Computer World Canada uh, mm-hmm. and seeing Canadian businesses lag on adopting digital tools. Do, do you have any more recent stats on, on what, what kind of chunk of Canadian businesses still haven't done that? Yeah, so so Shopify thankfully has helped a lot with this. So mm-hmm. if you if they pivoted to Shopify, it's already mobile responsive, and so it's helped them sort of go get over that hump of well, we need a developer now to create a responsive mobile site, et cetera. Right. So thankfully, it's it's a lot more plug and play uh, versus what it was twenty in twenty ten when I when I first started. Um, but but the expectations unfortunately have gotten really high now. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're a, if you're a small business owner, a medium sized business owner, users aren't coming to your site thinking, oh, OK, these guys are these guys are small. My expectations are going to remain low. No, they're coming to you. They're coming to your site from using the Starbucks app to they're coming to your site after using Instagram or Google Maps or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, all those great examples of really responsive, great mobile apps or sites and their expectations are just super, super high. And now they're coming to your site and now they can't read the text. So they're pinching and zooming or they're waiting or or they're waiting around for like 20 minutes or they hear like really, really bad music playing in the background, um, like those old restaurant websites. Um, And and so like you, you, you really have to to meet those customer expectations and know that you're being compared to everyone. They're not just comparing you to all the restaurants in in Middlesex County. They're being, you're being compared to all um, to all the top restaurants globally um, now, right? Um, it's 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 kind it's kind of scary, but it also ensures that you're up leveling that conversation or at least that mobile conversation uh, to say this matters to my business. The minute I improve my site, I'm going to see more traffic. I'm going to see people buying more, um, mm-hmm. and so it's worth the upfront investment right now. Don't be scared about that upfront investment. A little bit of time is going to be huge in the long run. Cool. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's, this is totally a first world problem. I will fully yeah. admit that, but this is where I live. So I'm going to, so yeah. I'm going to complain about it anyway. Um, yeah. There are a few things more frustrating when I'm trying to literally hand somebody money than visiting their website and being like, Oh God, like why, <laughs> yeah, why is this so small? Why, and you know, yeah. you turn your phone sideways and it's, it's, you know, my laptop's usually here in the basement or it's closed and I've yep. got my phone in my pocket anyway. So I just, you know, I grab it and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, go to, no, not Kamoka Pharmacy. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to pick into somebody specific, but like a plumbing company or an electrical yep. company, you visit their website and like, God, when was the last time you redid this? Like 2014? <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. probably printed more brochures in that time, you know, that and your money probably would have been be- much better spent spending a couple hundred yeah. bucks on yep. getting somebody to throw a new WordPress theme at this yep. or yep. anything or, or even installing, you know, a WP touch plugin or something yep. like that, because yep. let's be realistic. Yeah. WordPress runs a lot of websites, including mine. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there, there, there were ways to shoehorn it in really early on. And then designers, you know, uh, theme developers and that sort of thing picked up and started, you know, uh, uh, embedding, uh, responsiveness into their themes really closely, you know, really quickly after, but you still got to put some time into it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair you can enough. Do, I always, I always ask advertisers to do kind of the the five the five year old mobile phone test, 
where I kind of hand oh, my yeah. I kind of hand my phone to to my five year old and say, "Hey, show me what to do on this site." And if they're able to sort of understand and where to go and click the menu and click this button and click play on the video, that's a that's a good indication that most users can kind of understand how your site's laid out. But right. if if they have no clue what to do because all they see is text, that's that's not going to be a good site. It's not going to be a good experience for your customers, and they're not going to come back to your business. And that's some of the stats that we see where it's highly unlikely if they have a really bad mobile experience that they're going to ever come back to your business again because they're just going to assume that you don't care about your mobile site at all. You don't care about that experience. It's yeah. likely that you're going to translate that into my personal experience when I visit you. So right, really important. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. To get really specific, <laughs> I think in this vein, <laughs> I will I will say if if there's a small business uh, uh, owner out there listening right now, it's super easy to make the phone number on your website clickable or tappable. Oh god, huge! <laughs> it's, you know, it's you can you can Google it, or or you can reach out to to Bilal or myself. I will, yeah, I will gladly do. show please. you how to do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, but like the little things like that where, oh, okay, maybe the website looks great and I've got a menu and the menu looks yeah. good on the phone and stuff like that. Go that extra mile and think to yourself, okay, or hand, or like you just said, hand the phone over to somebody else or ask yeah. a friend to, to hit your website and say, okay, you're trying to call my business. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I, you know, nine times out of 10, they will probably try to tap the phone number. Yep. And if that doesn't bring up the prompt to say, do you in fact want to call this phone number? You've done it wrong. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have to copy. And again, first world problems, but I shouldn't have to copy yeah. and paste the number over, um, especially when depending on the styling, that might actually be really difficult. <laughs> so if you just made it tappable, I'm off, right? I'm off to the races and I'm not going for the next yeah. electrician or the next oh, bakery uh, or, yeah. you know, what have you. So... That's a, it's a huge okay. pain, but I mean, uh, to be, to have a very Canadian problem or to Canadianize us a bit, our, <laughs> our postal, our postal code is uh, not meant for the mobile web, right? It's Definitely a number, not. letter, number. So it's 12 taps to just enter in your postal code, for example, right? Uh, the best example yeah. I saw of this surprisingly was from an insurance company, Manulife, who, as I enter in my postal code, it changes a keyboard for me. So I type in a letter and it changes the keypad to a number. Oh, okay. So it's just a beautiful experience. You don't have to worry about trying to find where, how do I get back to the number pad, et cetera, if I don't have that number pad available. Um, but it's little changes like that, that people are, I still remember that. And I see tons of sites, but that's one example that just sticks with me that they're making it simple for their customers to engage with their brand. And it's important. Yeah. And we'll, we'll move on after this, <laughs> after I say this, but <laughs> that is literally a little bit of JavaScript. Uh, or yeah. you could do something similar with a little bit of JavaScript that a front-end developer probably knows how to do to either yeah. just convert it to all caps afterwards, uh, which would obviously save you some time, or yeah. to manually flip, you know, between uh, or to automatically flip between letter and the number pad back and forth um, uh, on your device. So, yeah, yeah. So hey. Don't say we didn't. You didn't come with anything. Uh, you didn't come away with anything valuable from from listening to today's <laughs> episode. Um, we, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I really want to get your perspective. What should business owners focus on next? Mobile is really something they, you know, they should have put some effort into already. 
Uh, we've talked, you talked about voice and AI earlier. What, what do you think of that, that big next thing is, is it voice or is it maybe something else? That's a, that's, we get that question a lot. I think that people, um, people look to us, I think, um, as sort of this magic ball. And I, and I always ask, <laughs> <laughs> I always ask small businesses, are they looking at their own customer data? Are they, are they looking at who their customers are? If they have a website, for example, um, are they seeing what kind of traffic they're getting? When is when is most of my traffic coming to my site? Is it after work? Is it in the morning? Um, so really digging into your own data, I say, is going to indicate to every single business owner what the next step should be. It'll it'll let you know what my homepage should have. It'll let you know what products I should sell. If I have search on my on my website. Um, looking at what people are searching for. Are they searching a lot for jeans? Are they searching a lot for pants? Are they searching a lot for these widgets um, mm-hmm. that, that I never have in stock? Well, well that's a problem because I'm not meeting those expectations. So I think the next thing is, what what is the current thing that people are doing on your site? And it's not a one-size-fits-all for everyone. I would say just, just take a step back. COVID's kind of made us all kind of shelter in place, but it's a great opportunity for every business also to just take a step back and, what what are people doing on my site? What are my customers saying? Am I asking them those questions? Uh, and and really trying to understand that and stop looking outside of your own business to try and find those answers. Because I think sometimes the answers are right in your face and, and they just, it's, it's, it's boring to look at, right? If you're a business owner, right. sometimes it's just boring to dig into your own customer. Oh yeah, I know. I know Joe, I know these guys. I know, I know my customers <laughs> come on, you know, Saturday, Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings or whatever. Um, but there's always going to be that nugget of information that's going to take your business to the next level. And only you have access to that data. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Assuming, so let's assume somebody's all in on, on, you know, Google's business tools where they've got like Google Mm -hmm. analytics embedded on the site. Uh, You know, they've got Google, my business. It's up, it's, Mm -hmm. it's verified with their email address. They're keeping it up to date. So that data is tied together. Correct me if I'm wrong, something like Google Search Console would also help them figure out what people are typing in and therefore and therefore how they're ending up on the business site. Yes. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So using that, it's it's that data is invaluable. Even using something as simple as Google Trends, you can dig into um, what are people searching for in in Middlesex? You know, like what what are people searching for in Mississauga or Toronto? Uh, or, or, or London. Um, it just, just trying to understand your customers. Are people, you know, I'm, I'm looking to bring in this new product from China. I'm looking to bring in this new product from the U.S. I don't really know if it's going to sell or not. Jump mm-hmm. on Google Trends. Plop, plop that, plop that, um, that product in there. If it's a fidget spinner or whatever the case is, and kind of see, are people starting to search? Are people starting to search for this? I know the fidget spinner face. Thank God is gone. Yeah, that that fad was <laughs> that fad was huge and short. Oh my God! <laughs> I think I ended up with four in about a month in my house. So. I know. Um, and so, yeah, what what is that next fidget spinner thing that you can take advantage of, right? Um, and, and just I using add a Google. Bitcoin ATM to my location. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. how many people in Middlesex County or yeah. we'll, stop, we'll stop being so Ontario centric or in Regina or Winnipeg or Vancouver are searching for Bitcoin ATMs or for local Bitcoins or for mm-hmm. local Ethereum? Sh- you know, is if if you are adjacent to that thing or maybe you already have an ATM because you don't want to have a debit machine or something. Mm-hmm. And therefore now you're thinking, well, maybe I'll offer another 
type of ATM so that people can withdraw some cash, I guess, yep. uh, from their yep. Bitcoin from the Bitcoin wallet. Should I do that? Well, you know, Google Trends might be one way to figure that out. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Even even for things like this <clears throat> podcast, Eric, like, um, you know, what what are people talking about in, in, in the tech world? Are they talking about the Apple um, face mask? You know, like <laughs> like maybe they're talking <laughs> about that, right? And so um maybe that that'll indicate to you what what your next topic is right are they you know are they right. talking about how awesome my voice is or something or whatever, whatever the case is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good audio voice i will say that it's you, no, no, you definitely no, no, yeah no, no talking about your, you're good this is your voice oh mine. mine oh no, please no no, no. no. <clears throat> <laughs> it's better <laughs> better when i'm better but better when i've drank more water the day before <laughs> that's my fault yeah um Cool. So, yeah, I think I actually think it's really good for, for you to to harp on that specifically as opposed to chasing the next trend. The next trend might not work for your business. Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking yeah. about AI earlier. Well, if you're selling yarn, you know, uh, chances of you needing to apply AI to help you figure out what color is going to be hot next. Mm hmm. Either well, you don't need to worry about that. Maybe Google's already doing that with you know Google yep. Trends, uh, you know, figuring out what's what's hot right now. But um, you know, I guess leverage what's what's there and to help you figure out what your existing business uh, customers care about and maybe what what markets you might be missing out on that actually slot into your business really well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know how how often you go there, if ever. But I was at I was at one of the Google buildings in Kitchener a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't remember specifically why. I got I got an invite. I got to meet the guy who started. Um, I think it's called Grosh, the um, uh, tea and coffee cup, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah. mug. You know, like that. Uh, that guy, super cool. I think it was. I think it was a social impact um, conference. Right. But anyway building's gorgeous um the googlers i met there were very very friendly so i wanted to get on the record a little bit of what 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 is it actually like to work at google canada uh, i will say you and i are both at home right now for yeah. i guess obvious reasons but pre-march <laughs> and hopefully yeah. post-march 2021 i guess yeah um yeah. what's what's that like it's yeah it's it they take they take pride in, in ensuring that in situations like the one we're in right now, you really miss being in the office. Um, and so I think for a lot of my friends who aren't at Google, maybe um, they're like, oh, I'm loving it at home. It's great. You know, I um, no commute, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. But for a lot of Googlers, I think we're kind of missing out on that, that experience we get every single time you walk into the Waterloo office or the Toronto office or the Montreal office. Um, there's just, there's a great care taken into ensuring that your whole workday is fully optimized and you're not worrying about food or snacks or you're not worrying about meeting rooms or, um, or video conferencing. Everything's just, just super optimized uh, to ensure that, that you're healthy, um, that you're safe. Um, even Googlers who have, who have on, on a rotational basis have been going into the office uh, in Toronto based on the, the, the threat level right now, um, even they talk about how safe and clean and how much care is taken into, um, taken into stuff like this. And so uh, it's, it, it's like the rumors are true. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an amazing place. it's an amazing place to be. Yes, there's candy and there's a hidden room and there's like all sorts of really <laughs> cool stuff that, 
my kids will still talk about because like we'll take them to like a take your kids to work day and they'll still talk about remember when you brought me and we you know um and so it's 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 really cool it's 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 they make it they make it an amazing place to be and um i think that the one thing is the 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 place and obviously the people that you that you work with everyone is just super humble you don't run into jerks or attitudes and it, that that just doesn't exist and and you'll get weeded out really quickly if if you're a person that has an ego for example right and i think mm-hmm. you get this from like our ceo sundar who just comes with so much humility so much humbleness um that like it it trickles down to the rest of the organization uh, and so your ego is at the door. Everyone's just there to work and have an impact. Uh, and at Google, you you can do that. You can have an impact globally. You don't have to have it just where you sit. Yeah, uh, I I think Sundar, uh, Satya Nadella, and then I'm not sure if she's the current or very recently former uh, CEO of Pepsi Quaker. Yeah, all went to the same high school. So maybe it's something no from way. that school that's a that's producing super smart people yeah. Uh, yeah but also you know similar leadership style by the, by the sounds of it uh yeah. yes humble actually rather soft-spoken but still yes. able to inspire command a room lead effectively etc so um there might be something <laughs> something to that <laughs> something to yeah. maybe replicate here yeah but uh, that's cool all right we are down to our last two questions um mm-hmm. i want to ask about you and your team, what are you guys working on right now that you can tell us about? Yeah, so so right now we're, we're super focused on on apps and app strategy right now. So we know apps kind of, you know, I think the average Canadian has roughly 30 or so apps on their phone, right? Um, but if you think about it, we're unlocking our phone like 180 times or 200 times a day. Um, and Apple reminds me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> screen time thanks a lot (laughs) i know i know i can turn it off but then i feel like i shouldn't so that it reminds me of like you your screen it's not that you were looking at it your screen was on four hours today and i'm like (laughs) but i was at my computer for five or six hours and then this like oh god like yeah i need to tone it down but anyway um yeah 30 i'm above that average but sure oh for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so we uh you're unlocking your phone and you're seeing these icons even though like Maybe you're not clicking on every single one every single day. You're at least seeing those brands, whether it's like McDonald's or Tim Hortons or like a quick service restaurant or a Walmart or a Canadian Tire. You're seeing all these like icons on your phone and subliminally they kind of stick with you, right? They kind of like they're your go-to, whether it's Amazon maybe. And so right. um, it's really important for these brands, um, not necessarily small businesses, but for these larger brands to have an, an, an app presence, right? Uh, your Your home screen is probably or a Canadian's home screen is probably more visited than Google and Facebook combined, right? When you think about how many times people are unlocking their phones. Uh, And so how do you get that share of wallet? How do you get that space on that user's prime home screen? We all have like page four where like it's some random app that we downloaded (laughs) like seven years ago that we never used. (laughs) Yeah. And and the new app library on, on iOS is probably going to make that even worse. uh, And, and, and for, Part of me was like, oh, I can finally get rid of that second screen because yeah. that second screen is inevitably stuff I use every once in a while. I need it still or else I just delete it. Yeah. But not stuff I need, not typically stuff I need every single day. Like I don't yes. need this. Uh, I have Google Translate, but I don't yeah. um, 
I found one that works according to Koreans better for Korean okay. and for okay. Chinese called Papago. Okay. Great. So I've got Google Translate and Papago and now Apple Translate all in one bucket, right? Yeah. All in like this productivity or something yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> group. But I don't, I don't need it every day. And when I need it, I know I need it. So I'll That's just right. search for it instead now. And so this whole second screen is just gone, which is great. Yeah. And I've got my app library over there instead. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. It is, I actually just shut down an app that I had bought a little over a year ago and <laughs> in trying to differentiate it from a somewhat saturated market, I realized, oh, almost every single icon is blue, right? App icon, <laughs> because yeah. thanks Facebook yeah. and, yeah. and their color research and uh, and almost every single one has a phone and then some shapes on it. Yeah. And so part of what, what I was going to do was was to rebrand it and add a, a different app icon that really set it apart. Um, yeah. Still, you know, it, the name wasn't going to change, um, but the old owner had done this 99 designs or yeah, 99 designs competition came out with a beautiful logo that I thought went back to closer to the original, which had to do with an octopus. Right. And um, and didn't have a phone on it at all, and so I was like, "That's yeah. that's what I want." And and yeah. I didn't know if it was going to work well, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> worst case scenario, I go back to the old app icon yeah. Uh, yeah. with different colors at least because blue and white was everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What other like? Are you also working with them on on app optimizing their apps for the latest version of Android and making sure that they're super speedy and and yeah, so you know, don't have a lot of bugs that sort of thing. Yeah, so speeds speeds that one thing, but they're they're running into issues because yeah, I, I can get somebody to download my app, that's great, but how do I re-engage that user? How do I get them back mm -hmm. into my app? And so you, you'll always download this one-off game or whatever, and then you'll never play it again after the first time you right. play it. You'll forget about it. Um, but how do you actually get a customer, for example, to uh, to come back to your app every other day um, because you're Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Um, and, and, and if you're a small business, let's say, how do you get them to even have some sort of iconery on your phone? And so you have things like progressive web apps that are allowing small businesses now. You don't have to have an app, but let's say a customer comes to your site a couple of times. Why don't you prompt them to add to their home screen your icon so that now your website feels like an app? And I think that yeah, that yeah. would be really cool for small businesses to start doing just to just to get that share of wallet on a user's phone. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's a yeah, good that's idea. I've got one example I have to host my own RSS reader because I because I. I know you have nothing to do with it. I, I imagine you have nothing to do with it, but I really no, miss the reader. reader. <laughs> uh, it was good. What can I say? And uh, and so I host my own instance of Fresh RSS, and I I added it, <clears throat> added it as a as an icon to my home screen in the news folder or group with everything else I'm reading in there, um, because it's it's a great way for me to keep up on specific websites, uh, you know, and all in one group as opposed to having five or six i'm obviously you know a little bit more tech savvy than the average person but um you know that's an example of it's not an app quote unquote you know right. it's not in the app store or the google play store but you can add it to your home screen and then it's always there exactly so, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i think it's a huge advantage for customers yeah 
Yeah, no worries. So uh, last thing, what have I not asked you about that you think I should have? Or or what maybe final words of wisdom would you like to impart here on, <laughs> on the business owners listening yeah. to this episode? I think if it's I think if it's one thing that I see a lot of business owners do on their sites is they show this big, bright and beautiful image of their business. Um, or maybe it's like a stock image of something, but mm -hmm. they upload like a, a five meg file of this image oh. on their homepage. And so it slows down the entire page and you're just waiting around for this image to load. So if anything, um, stay speedy, stay really fast and, and nimble on your sites. Don't upload really large images on, especially on a mobile device. We, we can't tell. And I think images are that one thing that just get in the way from get in the way of everything. And so take a look at your site again, are you loading some, an image that's over a hundred kilobytes? Let's say if you are scrap it, optimize it. There are great apps out there that just compress every single image. You can't yep. even tell the difference. Do that. And, and, and you'll see those conversions skyrocket. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, resizing, especially if it's that yes. large, like yes. the original photo out of your camera or even out of your phone these days, it doesn't need to be the original size. Yeah. Very few devices are showing the image, especially once it's on a website, that size. Uh, this is a NASA. You don't need to upload the full <laughs> 24 megapixel photo of the, what is it called? The towers of, of, um, of creation or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I'm sure your kid's hockey picture is great, but very few people want to see the original or make exactly. it clickable to get to the original. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's, that's definitely something I, I don't see it as often anymore, but yeah. for a while there, it was a big, big problem. And Absolutely. yeah, you're right. It slows down even a modern device. It slows it down because yeah. you're downloading all this, this, this information and you've probably used some CSS or some HTML to mm -hmm. quote unquote resize it. I made it smaller. <laughs> yeah. Eh. yeah. You made the space smaller. You didn't yeah. make the file smaller. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll say for anybody who's like, oh, okay, yeah, what do I do next? I will say tinypng.com yes. is a really good tool. It's free for a while. And there's literally a WordPress plugin. You install it. It, it optimizes things in the background up to a certain limit every month. And it can just, and then as you upload, it just does it for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Bilal, I took up a lot of your time today. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us out of your day, helping all these brands uh, you know, optimize their mobile presence and, and get people coming back. And um, hopefully we'll talk again soon. This was an incredible experience. Thanks again, Derek. Um, subscribe to this podcast, please. Derek's been awesome. <laughs> rate us five stars. Subscribe. Uh, if I put this downloads. on YouTube, hit subscribe button, hit the bell, all that, all that stuff. And um, yeah, thanks a lot. And, uh, and, and I'll let you guys know when this goes up. Thanks.